This episode is brought to you in part by Richmond Graduate University. The field of mental health counseling is growing rapidly. Richmond Graduate University can equip you to become a licensed professional counselor, integrating your faith into your clinical practice. Programs are offered in Atlanta, Chattanooga, and online. Apply today at richmont.edu. Hey, listeners, we're nearing the end of our series on Constantine. We're going to take a quick dive into one of the more confusing words in the Bible and also in the Nicene Creed. The Council of Nicaea, remember, was organized by the Roman Emperor Constantine, and one of the words they used is begotten. You're listening to the show that uses journalistic tools to look inside the Christian church. We press pause on the culture wars to see how we got here and how we can do better. I'm Chris Steren, and this is Truce. God is a genius storyteller, and the evidence of this is threaded throughout Scripture. In Christianity Today's new show, Holy Curiosity, with me, Kat Armstrong, we explore storied connections threaded throughout Scripture from the Old Testament to the New. Our first miniseries, Connecting Dinah and the Woman at the Well, welcomes experts like Drs. Tim Mackey and Diane Landberg to give us insight and context into the physical location and meaning of these two stories. These stories will spark holy curiosity in your own faith, because once you see these connections, you can't unsee them. God wastes no person, place, or thing. Listen and subscribe to Holy Curiosity with Kat Armstrong on your favorite podcast platform. Here again to help me out is Professor Gerald Bray. My name is Gerald Bray. I'm Research Professor of Divinity at Beeson Divinity School in Birmingham, Alabama. It's part of Samford University. All right, begotten. I bet you didn't even know there was a controversy around this word, did you? But there is. It is a very important term. Now, we don't often use begotten in English. It is found, however, in the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of the Father before all worlds, God of God, light of lights, very God of very gods, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father. One meaning for the word begotten is simply born. That's it. Born. Just like a newborn baby. Which works if you take it to mean that Jesus was born on earth as the son of Joseph and Mary. But not everyone thinks of it that way. Jehovah's Witnesses take it to mean that Jesus was born in the eternal sense, as in he was a created thing. Which is a key disagreement. John chapter 1 makes it pretty clear that Jesus has been around forever. If the word begotten means born and he didn't exist before Joseph and Mary, it throws a major wrench in Christian theology. The creed actually clarifies this issue. The key word in, in the creed is not the word begotten, um, but the word eternal, eternally begotten of the Father. And this takes it out of the time and space continuum, if you like. Okay, so Jesus wasn't created. He was born in the stable and placed in a manger, but he existed before that with the Father. 
That seems pretty confusing to me. So why not use a different word? The trouble was that the word begotten is in the Bible. Think of one of the most famous verses in the Bible, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten Son. It's right there in John 3.16. He sent his only begotten Son. Oh, begotten, you son of a gun. But there's something I haven't told you yet. Begotten also carries another meaning other than born. This language um, is borrowed really from Hebrew. Um, you know, it's, it, it was it was Greek, but it was Greek influenced by the by a Hebrew mindset. Uh, and uh, in Hebrew, to be the son of something, or you know, is to be that something. We don't really do that in English, but in Hebrew, to be the son of God is to be God himself. To be the son of man is to be man. There's a relationship there between the two persons, between the father and the son. Um, and the word begotten is used to describe that relationship. Um, but it's not a physical process uh, as, as human birth is. You're, you're taking the language out of the human context. Here's another example. The Greek word for begotten also appears in Hebrews 11.17 to describe Abraham's relationship with Isaac as his only begotten son. Remember Abraham and Isaac? Abraham was supposed to have a miracle son in his old age, and when God finally gave it to him, he was then supposed to sacrifice his son, Isaac. So Hebrews calls Isaac Abraham's only begotten son. There's just one little bit of trouble. Isaac wasn't Abraham's only son. He had another, named Ishmael. So Isaac wasn't the only son, just his only begotten son. Begotten refers to the special relationship between Abraham and Isaac. I mean, Isaac is called this because he is the heir. You see, the, the point made in, in the Old Testament is that Abraham's other children, uh, other sons, um, were sent away. You know, Ishmael and, and all the others, they were, they, they, they were sort of, you know, um, get given a few camels and, and, and what have you and told to go off and, you know, start their own lives somewhere else. Um, whereas Isaac was the heir. Uh, and of course, Christ is the heir of the kingdom, of the kingdom of God. To say God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son is to say that God gave himself because Christ is God, eternal. That confusing little word was meant to amplify those facts. But due to our ever-changing language, we've lost a little bit of its special character. I should say, before we end our series on Constantine completely, that what we call the Nicene Creed today is actually a retouched version of the original. What we have today is a creed that was composed at the Council of Constantinople in 381. It took the concepts of the original and built on them. Still. Both are very helpful. Special thanks to Gerald Bray, who has a book called Creeds, Councils, and Christ. Truce is a listener-supported podcast. You can find links to our Patreon account, or you can set up regular donations at trucepodcast.com. Once there, you can find links to our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook feeds, sign up for our unobtrusive and informative email updates, see pictures and links, and learn about my novel Cradle Robber and my movies Bringing Out Bobby and Between the Walls, both of which are now streaming on Amazon Prime. 
Our logo is by Andy Huff, and marketing help comes from the ever-patient Roy Browning from the Business Acumen Podcast. Head to iTunes and leave us a positive review, and please tell your friends. I'm Chris Sterren. This is Truce. This episode was brought to you in part by the Table Podcast at Dallas Theological Seminary. Listen to rotating hosts discuss issues of God and culture to demonstrate theology's relevance in everyday life. Find it on your podcast app. For videos and more, visit dts.edu podcast.